welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Oi there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I'm going to be talking about the last weekly dev update video emails, your stories, my stories, and some discussions on normal stuff. So all that more in this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. First up on today's docket, we got a little more detail about black powder stashes in this last dev update video, and it sounds like we're going to be doing more than just powder kegs, which is kind of interesting. So Joe Joe mentioned that with this update, Duke the Dark Lord will be sending us out for merchant crates and stronghold barrels. And he mentioned that we'll be able to get the stronghold barrels as part of the voyages that Duke the Dark Lord will be sending us out on. So I'm starting to think that this means we're going to be having something very similar to the mercenary voyages we did at the start of the year, but with bigger outcomes uh, than just going out and digging up a bunch of chests. And it should go without saying that these are probably going to be a little bit harder to complete than the original mercenary missions uh, were if you end up getting contested. I would expect a lot of random cannon fire from other ships as well as a lot of really just like shooting for the for the the stars kind of eye of reach shots uh to try and snipe barrels from afar and since the barrels and crates seem to be the new currency i think it's only fair that i kind of give a little bit of hints for some of the newer players try to try to inform you that the safest place that you can put these is going to be in the in the crow's nest just put the barrels in the crow's nest that that doesn't mean that your ship is going to be fine if someone actually manages to snipe your crow's nest but the blast is only going to knock down your masts so i i'd be interested to see how this is going to impact solo sloopers uh people that, that may only have like one person to be able to raise up the actual mast before being able to get it uh repaired and getting underway because that's that's really the detriment here is is uh, the the amount of time it takes to raise a mast on a solo sloop and then actually get it repaired so you can actually use the mast it's it feels like it takes about the same amount of time as it does on the other uh the the other ships and while i don't think that most people would say that that's not fair because you know you can only raise two mass or you can only have two people raising a mast at, at any given time uh it, it definitely makes it easier when you have extra bodies on say like a brig to have them raise it up and immediately have someone start repairing it whereas whoever's on uh, a sloop as solo will only be able to jump down after they've actually raised it up and start repairing and then once the repair is done they got to jump back up to the to the top deck to actually drop the sails so I'd be interested to see how that's going to be addressed, um, if that's going to really be something that impacts the gameplay for these uh, solo missions or for these for these mercenary missions. But regardless, it'll it'll be pretty interesting to see just just kind of how the community uses this to their advantage and and to see kind of what the community actually ends up doing because if we start having early or not early if we start having easier access to multiple mega kegs in the world i i could definitely see a few more flying dutchmans out in the world uh or i might actually be able to gather up enough at one time to finally destroy crooked masts because that needs to happen because that island is pain and I can't take it. I hate going there. The stupid snakes. The snakes. Seriously. 
also with the update, the Hunter's Call is going to be getting a refresh. This is something that Shelly had mentioned previously a couple weeks ago on the weekly stream. So I think it's going to be much better when turning in fully cooked monster meat now. And hopefully this will discourage certain German pirates from chowing down on the Kraken fat that for some reason they really, really love the taste of. Um, even though I don't think that's actually going to happen but one can hope uh i'm glad to see that they're doing this change it, it was really um something that was i mean it wasn't the worst i mean obviously a lot of people went fishing and hunting for for meat and stuff like that not because of the amount of gold that they wanted but mostly for the reputation so if they're changing this to give better reputation based on what you're actually turning in i think a lot of people are going to be happier for it because there are faster ways to grind out uh gold with skeleton forts and such but with the hunter's call it it always felt like you were giving that up and the only compensation outside of reputation that they were giving was the small amount of gold that they gave so i think for people to feel like they're getting their money's worth almost kind of literally in the game that uh that that the effort is put in and that the the hunter's call representatives on the sea posts will be giving more gold and this is apparently attributed to just the uh, sheer amount of ruby splash tails given to the the merrick family it also looks like skeleton lords are getting a balance pass which hopefully means that some of the feedback that i gave was taken into account for the sloop crews and the brig crews uh if you don't know what i'm talking about a uh, way back in the day when this first got launched uh one of my episodes i talked about one of my biggest concerns with the fights uh was the the lack of an indicator for the progress as well as the health of the actual skeleton lords in general and th these are meant to be tough fights but it's it's clear that the health for the brig and the galleon crews is just so high that eventually it turns into more of a, a spawn rush scenario and less about being a skilled pirate and thankfully they've never implemented the death tax because that that was something that was actually proposed well over a year ago and i could definitely see that being a, a real pain in the butt if you had to lose gold every time that you died uh trying to kill these these skeleton lords and would not be surprised if this were another company that they would start offering microtransactions in the form of paying off your debt to the ferryman um and after a while uh it's it's kind of a bummer because after a while you just stop eating food and you just start trying to dodge shots so that you can last as long as you can before dying and coming back from the Ferry of the Damned. Um, and it, compare this to, say, like Sloop Crews, who have a way easier time taking out like Greymaro or Briggsy or the Gold Hoarder, whereas Brig Crews uh, or Galleons, who, who happen to be like a person down, they just run into this giant bullet sponge or sword sponge. And in this situation, it, it really leaves you just kind of fatigued because there's not really a good way to find out like what their health is and the only indicator that we really have is that they start to eat a banana and th and and this is the craziest part is we just, we just don't even know like when they eat a banana how much health is actually getting restored by that banana like how powerful of a banana is that banana you know and 
I there's not really a way to interrupt it either. So you're just kind of stuck there staring at the skeleton lord who you've been fighting for for you know a good ten minutes, and he starts to eat a banana, and you're like, well, I don't know if that's full health. I'm, I imagine it wouldn't be full health because that would just never end because you can't stop him from doing that. So you're left unsure about how much longer you really have to fight these skeleton lords. And and one thing that still kind of puzzles me about these skeleton lords. Oh, sorry, I'm going to get on a little bit of a tangent because I just thought about it. But one of the things that still kind of puzzles me about these fights goes back to um, the, the video that was uh, released when they showed the trailer for this update and it showed kind of like some of the different things that we were going to be getting with the anniversary update. And one of the things that, that they showed uh, looked like they had like skeleton captains with them in these fights and that they were able to summon skeletons and skeleton captains. So I had this feeling like when we were going into the skeleton lord fights, you know, you'd have a skeleton lord summon a skeleton captain and then the skeleton captain would summon a skeleton minion, I guess, just a regular one. And we didn't quite get that. So, I, I mean, to, to try and... To try and get back to, to the point about the health and stuff, I'm glad that they're doing this because it was one of those things that when when we were talking about Skeleton Lords a long time ago, some of the rare devs had mentioned, and more, more mostly just Mike, he, he was thinking that it would be interesting that, uh, that, that more than one crew would head to Tribute Peak to actually take out like the Gold Hoarder. And I really don't know that that's ever a situation like that's that's kind of like a cool thing to happen. But I never see that actually happening. I've never even heard of more than one crew going there um, outside of, I think, one instance. I think there was actually one instance now that I now that I, I, I check myself where uh, a fleet had gone out to actually take out the gold hoarder, which that's great if if you have like a pre-established um, fleet going into it but like the chances of you happening upon another ship out there and getting to the same point as them and then helping them kill the gold hoarder but only getting one skull and then trying to have to figure out like okay well who gets it is the person who got here or the person who helped kill it kind of thing because at that point it seems like pirates are just going to be pirates and try and kill each other over it and 10k is nothing nothing short you know small to, to to shrug at when you've been spending an hour or so working on getting down there just to just to kill this gold hoarder plus the actual fight itself so i imagine with something like that you would probably have to have a scenario where you bring back the, the the necessity to to join up with other crews like the hungering deep but that in itself is a is a pretty slippery slope. I'm really not looking forward to the days where we go back to requiring to go again go with other crews because that that was such a, a hard thing for people towards the end of that campaign. Like that campaign was um I believe that was a one week campaign. Gosh, it's been a year now. I can't even remember. I'm trying to keep this stuff straight in my head. But uh it, it didn't last long. And people that missed out on it really just the, the hardest thing was is that they couldn't get another crew to do it with them because it took a lot of resources. It took a lot of time. And if they weren't prepped to try and get them over there to help out with it and then not get betrayed to the point where you have to sail back and miss out on the turn in. It's it's tough. You know, it's it's tough to require you to, to find other crews to peacefully do a tall tale together. So it's. It feels like in the current state of gaming, it's better if we just have scenarios set around the same group 
crew or crew sizes as most other multiplayer games where you're you're having somewhere between a two-player co-op to a four-person squad you know it seems like a lot of games are really kind of leaning on that three to four person group makeup and sea of thieves really does kind of facilitate that as as it is so if the content stays in line with those ideas in mind it's going to be a lot better for people to be able to find more people to do one ship as opposed to try and find another ship on the server that you're actually in as well too. All right, so getting back to the design of Skeleton Lords, I know that what we have is basically due to time constraints on the team and if they had more time with the with just the skeleton lords there's a chance that we could have more varied fights that could have um better balance for for the crew sizes and i know i would have loved to have seen the the skeleton lords take a knee like whenever they're they're um a you know when you i don't know maybe like when they're low on health or even just when you when they get hit by like a gunpowder barrel say like you bring a keg and you hit one like they just fall to one knee and they they kind of have to regain their their strength or um you know get muster themselves and and that might give you an opportunity to deal more damage to them uh and and i was kind of bummed that we didn't really get a whole lot of variation with the skeletons that are spawned um i'm really i, I love the fact that when when they do spawn that they come in in different ways it's not just they all rise up at, at once you get a couple that are hand animated to to kind of be pulled up from the ground upside down and others that have to put their their skulls back on before they can actually get going but we didn't get any kind of variation with the skeletons we just got plain old vanilla skeletons there's no goths there's no metalheads or vegans in the mix and i i feel like i feel like that was kind of a, a miss um in in the design and, and i obviously attribute this just to the fact that they only had so much time to do this and that kind of brings into question something that we got into talking about uh in the in the discord server as well as on uh, a voyage this last weekend where with some of the people we were talking about how all of the stuff that we got for the anniversary update was was tremendous like we had a tremendous amount of content come out all at once and the kind of discussions that we were having revolved around what would happen if you started to release some of the tall tales uh over time you know slowly releasing each one as as they as they uh as time goes on so that way say for example we get the anniversary update and the tall tales begins and it begins with uh the first two weeks being the first two tales and then after those two weeks are done they're still available but the next two tales uh open up for you and you get four tall tales a month and having nine tales right now that would give us two months of gated content and force people to you know experience different stuff instead of feeling completely overwhelmed with all the tall tales and the hunter's call in the arena as well as fishing and all that good jazz uh that way in the end of ja uh, at the end at what am I thinking here? At the end of June, we would be finished up with the, the, the Tales 1 through 8. And the beginning of July would be Tall Tales 9. And that would go for two weeks, leading us up into July 17th for the next update. And it's hard to know 
how well this would work because obviously having it all released at once affords the team the opportunity to, to take feedback, to take bug reports and start implementing those immediately into the next build so that they can get things under control as opposed to finding out about these uh, as time goes on. Like there, there's no way to know if you gate the content that something that will inevitably bug out the gold hoarder to make it almost impossible until you actually get to that that July update unless they are continuing over the last two months prior to its release uh, having people on the pioneer or excuse me the insiders test those things out now they have been testing this stuff since as far as I can tell January um, before release and that gave them an opportunity to really test out a lot of different things. And there haven't been too many problems that I've ever heard of that indicate that there were some big showstoppers as far as bugs go with the Tall Tales. And I wonder if this is something that this is kind of what Rare is talking about when they start talking about finding that cadence, finding that desire to find the, the right rhythm of small smaller releases and larger releases. Could we expect to get more tall tales but each tall tale is released and then those go for a certain amount of time before a next smaller update goes instead of having one big lump of tall tales and our story and our lore starts to get uh, delivered more over the course of time as opposed to in one big chunk the way it has been in the past with past updates like Forsaken Shores, like Curse Sales, Hungering Deep with, uh, um, and, and with Tall Tales. So I, I'm hoping that this is kind of what they're taking from this experience. Uh, Rare's been doing a really good job of looking at what they do analyzing how well it was received and then applying fixes or, or new methods uh, to try out for future content. And I could definitely see them learning from uh, people grinding out the tall tales so quickly that it gave them very little new or interesting goals to have in the game because at the moment I wouldn't say that Hunter's Call is really something that anyone uh, or, or let me let me say there are people that are up to 50 already but I, I don't think a majority of people look at Hunter's Call the same way that they look at say Pirate Legend uh, it's it's something to do because you have fun doing it and because you like having something to to level up as you're playing but it's not necessarily like an end game for for most people it's it's more of something to do while you're out and about and having fun just relaxing with fishing or digging up uh, or k killing monsters things like that unlike arena where the goal is definitely to get to level 50 so you can get some of the good stuff uh, as far as cosmetics and just enjoy yourself in a in a more pvp centric environment um yeah yeah i think that's i think that'll cover <laughs> everything that i was thinking about over the last uh, over the, over this update um oh wait no sorry there's one more thing Something that Joe does go into in his comments uh, about how Megalodons have had balance passes as well as is kind of giving them some well-needed therapy, I guess, to help them understand their personality better. Um, the, the, these are things that we've had in the game for a while. Like all the Megalodons have had personalities to, to try and decide. I, I would expect to see more passive ones. I would expect to see more aggressive ones out in the wild. Though, to be perfectly honest, 
honest, I probably won't notice because every time I see one, I'm going to try and kill it because that's just one more spawn that I can, I, or one more opportunity for the Shrouded Ghost to spawn. Um, I, if it exists. <laughs> um, one thing that I thought was interesting, though, that was talked about now that I, that I kind of piece apart some of the, the rest of the little things that he talked about in the in the, the dev update video dealt with cursed cannonballs and I I didn't think too much about you know that these needed to be tweaked because I felt like they'd, they'd been in the game long enough without getting adjusted but at this point I guess what they're looking to do is is try and tweak some of the the cursed cannonballs so that they're less effective and others might be more effective I'm, I'm talking more to the way that uh, the the player affected cursed effects, um, maybe the duration being tuned down on those, and maybe the the ship durations tuned up, and I think this is something that there's they're looking to try and bring to arena, trying to start everyone off with a certain number of cursed cannonballs to kind of make things a little more interesting, especially now that they've decided to remove the 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 dropping of the anchor with the ship damage. I think that they might be looking for a way to try and implement cursed cannonballs to kind of vary up the the type of gameplay and stuff that can happen in arena uh, as well as adventure and stuff and or maybe they're they're doing this as kind of a preparation for something that's to come and we don't know it yet uh, until we find out you know there's something that's going to be really really um, hard to balance against if you take into consideration just what cursed cannonballs can do to pirates uh, when you're out and about um, before I, I guess before I forget, Joe did mention that there was that the, that there would be more random treasure kind of strewn about on the beaches. And I think I think this might help out with some of the topics that I talked about in last week's episode dealing with rewards uh, or, or not necessarily rewards, but stuff that can be stolen from pirates who are out doing like Hunter's Call or uh, or Tall Tales from uh, other players that want to hunt down ships. Um, I was in a, uh, I was with a crew last night. We were finishing up. We were just talking on, on Daggertooth Island and a galleon sailed up sank our ship while we watched and just kind of figured what the heck and we went and engaged with them a bit and then they left like i i actually figured that they were coming to sink our ship so they could turn in they didn't as soon as they as soon as they sunk our ship they went and left to to go to lone cove and um it was just really bizarre but i mean we didn't have anything on our ship we had finished up for the night everything had been turned in we we weren't planning on doing anything with the ship and we just didn't bother to scuttle it because we didn't really find a, a reason to so they went out and sunk it for some reason and uh th th i think that people are getting back into the swing of attacking other ships i think enough time has passed since tall tales has been released and hunter's call is kind of uh something that that we're kind of waiting for that that change to get implemented before people really try to kind of grind out some of that golden reputation from from hunter's call and i think that uh i think that having more treasure in the world is always going to be good um, and I know that a lot of people don't care too much, especially the, the folks that have spent a lot of time 
um, just grinding out gold and getting all their their reputations and stuff. Um, you know, being a, a Athena ten and stuff. And I get it. Like you know, there's there's not enough cosmetics for you to spend gold, and there's no way for you to dump your gold pile. And a lot of people are starting to get into those million uh, million gold marks, and with nothing really to to spend it on. And I don't know what I don't know what uh, what rare can really do to kind of sink um, uh, have like a gold sink in game so they can just buy something outside of cursed crates or not cursed crates um, cannonball crates and plank crates and food crates you know give give people the opportunity to to buy that stuff so. Yeah, if they want to have a bunch of crates and stuff and they don't want to have to go out and farm it, they can buy a full crate of cannonballs and use that as a gold sink. Um, it's going to be hard to know how how well this the, 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 the treasure thing kind of pans out until we actually get the patch notes um, to which I'm, I'm hoping to be able to dig into on Wednesday and kind of find out any kind of little cool, um, uh, you know, things that are, are hidden in there kind of worming around. Speaking of uh, speaking speaking of the conversation that we had last week uh, about people not being happy with coming across pirates who want to sink other pirates and not finding any kind of treasure to steal because they're doing a tall tale and there's no there's no actual like monetary value with any of the items that you get from those tall tales i actually got a email and a response to to that um to that discussion and bear in mind as i'm reading this this is their thoughts and their opinions and however you feel about this we should always respect their thoughts and their opinions because we would want them to respect uh, in our, our thoughts and opinions. So I'm going to read this off to you and uh, that way you guys get a chance. If you want to write into me, it's always easy to do. You can always send me an email at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. That is the email address for the podcast. Um, feel free to let me know. They write in and say, first off, thanks for the podcast. I appreciate the work and the thought that goes into it. I'd just like to weigh in to disagree with the idea that PvP players are somehow getting a short shrift by people enjoying fishing or completing tall tales. In my opinion, this game is neither PvP nor PvE exclusive. If people want to fish or complete a tall tale, why is that such a letdown to PvP players? Why is this something Rare should even address? Unless the PvP crew is on a mission to steal an Athena's voyage chest, there really isn't anything commendation-worthy, even gold-wise, that is worth the time and effort to steal, regardless. If you want to steal a wooden plank of Rose slash George charm, go for it. The fact that it isn't worth anything shouldn't be a deterrent. You should still get the chase and the PvP and the thrill of stealing from another crew. If Rare wanted to encourage this PvP type of PvP, however, they would have attached a commendation to it and or made it gold slash doubloon worthy for the attempt. So much of this game already caters to the PvP crowd. To toss a bone to PvE players with fishing and tall tales doesn't really detract from the game experience for anything. The ability to PvP in adventure hasn't gone away. And we get new and different ways. I'm going to change that to interesting just for the sake of, of Sea of Thieves. Uh, and we get new and interesting ways to play the game with a much better understanding of lore of this sandbox world. 
To clarify, I enjoy PvE and PvP. I find it ironic that PvP that people so PvP focused in this game that has that has gone to great lengths to belittle people that enjoy PvE with quote unquote sea of friends mixed capitalization memes and toxic slash abusive behavior in general have little to no appreciation for a more expansive game experience that benefits everyone. Thanks for listening. Chris. Chris, thank you for writing in your email. Just to touch on a couple things, I'm with you as far as enjoying PvE and PvP. I think the thing that a lot of people who like that PvP-centric playstyle goes in line with um, finding like finding treasure on other people's ships. Um, there's there's always been the idea that pirates go out and they hunt down these big whale ships who have stores and stores of gold bullion in their in their their um, I was about to say coffers, but in their hull. And it, it kind of goes in line with a lot of what many films and TV shows have taught us about what pirates do. And, you know, I, I also agree that if they wanted to steal something that had no monetary value, uh, like, like a charm and stuff like that, the only thing you're really doing is just adding insult to injury. It's, it's one thing, in my opinion, to go out and sink another ship and to, 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 you know, get that victory on, on them, being able to sink them and say, like, I, I sunk them, you know, having that, that thing and getting a couple, you know, wood planks from it or cannonballs helps kind of uh, make sure that I, I can take in the, the next encounter. But uh, I think a lot of people like to have fights to try and test their combat skills. And some of them like to steal stuff. And it, within Athena's Voyage, I think the biggest argument that was coming from uh, summit was is that he he makes a big show out of stealing other people's valuables and in a game where that is prominent for a large part of the audience to come across a situation with tall tales where that isn't the case really kind of hamper hampers his ability to uh, really kind of showcase some of the fun or interesting things that can be done in the game by not directly attacking people and by hiding on ships and then stealing it out uh, underneath their noses. And I can understand that 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 interest of, of playing as well. Um, it's not the way I like to play it because I, I appreciate just how much effort went into the, the cannon work and the sailing that goes along with being a pirate. I love sailing and actually having that experience. And, you know, with that frustration, I can see why he, he went on on the bit of a rant that he did. But uh, to me, as as a content creator, I should be looking for creative ways to interest the, the community that follows. Um, you know, I, I should be doing something that doesn't rely so heavily on just one aspect of a game. And, and to find one aspect of the game that, that brings you a lot of joy and not to get that, I can understand why you'd be frustrated. But there are so many other things to do in the game, like you mentioned, that don't necessarily involve that particular type of playstyle. And I don't understand um, necessarily why you would why you would not want those other types of playstyle if it facilitates uh, other people so 
well to do things in the world that they want to do to give them a varied option to always have options is such a great way to do it and i think a lot of the pvp people enjoy having that combat uh, or that combat to to show their prowess to to show just how good they are at being a pirate and to to have that kind of quintessential you know attacking a ship and stealing their treasure and sinking them and uh sending them to davy jones and stuff like that is a, a very key thing that they should enjoy and the other people that want to focus on tall tales for the the time that they're working on um should know that you know little bits of stuff that they get throughout that tall tale should have monetary value that gives them you know just a little bit of more treasure that they can that they can turn in while they're on this voyage you know find someone that is interested in these things to to be able to have fun i i agree um but i also see where they're coming from and that's that's the thing that with this podcast i've always I've always strived to try and understand why people are upset about something and, and to try and see things from, from their perspective. Um, the, even way, way back in the day, back when um, Prodigy X first hit Pirate Legend, everyone said, not my Pirate Legend. And I always sat down and thought, okay, well, I understand where they're coming from. But I also see that this was something that the community of players that wanted to see the end game that they that they had this idea about wanted to help him get to that status so that at least they could see from his perspective what it was like to hit pirate legend so that they knew what was coming when they put in all the effort and and to be fair it is a long grind and to put in that time and not know what's coming out of it could actually deter some people when they find out like there there's athena after pirate legend and you just go and do athena's voyages which are essentially all three of the the merchants um wrapped up into one and i i back then even i was thinking like you know it's it's a little unfair that he put in the time and the effort and got help from other people his community that he wouldn't be able to hit that as soon as he did if not for his community and for his chat to be able to work on that they put in time as well and should share that that value of helping him get to pirate legend um around the same time as a few others um again just to state my case I don't necessarily think that what he did was in the spirit of the game or, or in the spirit of the way the developers wanted people to hit that. But at the same time, tons of people have always, always pushed the limits on hitting the end game for a game just to try and finish a game first before anyone else. It doesn't matter what game you play. There's always going to be people that want to get to the end as quickly and be first before anyone else. Just look at YouTube comments. There's always at least one guy who has to say first. Come to join me, crew lad. Welcome aboard. All right. That was uh, quite a mouthful. So thank you for listening to that. And hopefully you guys came to some of the decisions or maybe saw a different perspective uh, that that you previously had. Hopefully you guys um, enjoyed enjoyed the conversation. I love having these discussions because the and, and we have these discussions in the discord a lot, actually, um, where we have to talk about these things. We have to discuss different people's perspectives on things like full PVE fleets uh, on servers or not having treasure for PVPers to take from PVEers working on uh, Tall Tales or double guns uh, and, and if that's a viable option or if it's uh, um, uh, abusing mechanics. you know, These kind of discussions are necessary to make sure that 
the the player base is coming to a consensus for the most part to give rare an informed amount of inform or uh, an, enough information to make a good decision on what they want the game to be like and because we're having these these disagreements or these discussions doesn't mean that we have to be enemies and in fact some of the best friends have some of the best arguments uh over which star wars movies are the best which i'm not going to state here because that's for a different type of podcast but to get on to the next point that i wanted to talk about rare is hiring and it's it's not anything new but rare is hiring for producers for engineers for animators a lot of these are contract as well as permanent positions and they're also hiring for a head of franchise business well to, to put it mildly, if you read Joe's tweet promoting the opportunity, you'll know that he tried very, very hard to avoid referring to this job as, quote unquote, person who makes up microtransactions, because that's pretty much what this is. This is a, a position that they are looking for, for someone to help develop microtransactions. Now, this may just be me, but I would love this job. And, and hear me out, okay? I, I know that sounds weird, but being a fan of the game, I know what and how much I would want to spend on microtransactions. And there's a huge cosmetic gap that is missing with the game right now in its current state. And and any anyone can tell me otherwise that there's a bunch of cosmetics to get. And I haven't purchased them all because I'm very poor. But a lot of people have tons of gold and all of the cosmetics. And they could definitely go out and put in tons and tons of different cosmetics Um that would really kind of uh, help embody some of the, you know, having some some custom cosmetics that would really kind of embody some of the the themes that I, I mentioned about with like like with the TV shows and the movies and in games that we have had in the past. Having microtransactions that gives us the opportunity to make a ship look like the Black Pearl or the Flying Dutchman, to 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 spend actual money on that. Yeah, I would totally do that if I could get if I could get a ship to look like the the, the uh, or, or even like a skeleton ship if i could disguise my ship to look like a skeleton galleon uh, dude i would totally do that in a heartbeat because that would be hilarious to, to try and bait people in who think it's just going to be a bunch of skeletons uh firing at them and there are assets in the game that we have seen from videos from long ago as well as the the open beta where you could spawn in on a random ship and get a set of liveries for that ship that we have not seen in the game and i don't know why i haven't bothered to ever ask though i doubt i would ever get an actual answer for it but we don't know why those are being held on to and i know there are a lot of really really talented content creators out there maybe they're not even like specific content creators maybe they're just actually people that just like to draw and they're just really good at it but they have some of the coolest cosmetics for ships for for costumes for for pirates and stuff to wear and i was thinking about this and i think that there's an opportunity here for rare and and what I'm thinking of is is kind of similar to the way that content creators have uh, support from the company for custom cosmetics. Um, and, and like like um, I'm trying to, the, the example I think of is is PUBG, where um, certain content creators have custom cosmetics that represent their uh, logo or or their their persona in PUBG as something that you can buy. 
And I think this would be amazing. I think this would be really great. I mean, it, it, even with um, StarCraft, like StarCraft just recently released an update that is a total cosmetic rehaul uh, of the the um, Carbot stuff. And, it, it, and it's all cartoony. It looks great. And you can support it. You can say, like, I want to buy this to support this custom content. And I think Rare could totally do something with this. They could definitely take uh, the, the approach of giving certain vetted content creators an opportunity to make custom cosmetics that are microtransactions and uh, a, a majority of the proceed would go to rare to help fund uh, the, the 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 producing of the game but a small portion of it would go to the content creator and that way you could start seeing a bunch of people out representing their favorite people on the seas and obviously there are huge, huge like restrictions that you would want to put on this as to what could get submitted, what wouldn't, what wouldn't get past quality control, and also there's a, a big thing with the vetting of the of the content creators. You want to make sure that the content creators that you're inviting to do this are actually you know people that that hold the same values as the company because as a company you have certain moral ethics that you want to establish for the community to make sure that things. Um, don't go down a slippery slope of somewhere you don't want to be and with pro gamers and content creators I, I see stories every now and then where you know they say or do something that really goes against what the the company is trying to promote or trying to say with their with their with uh with, with their morals and stuff and to to have stances uh, that to have the strong stances that Rare does, I I can imagine that they need to make sure that the people that they that they would bring on for this kind of thing would want to be people that you you trust to s deliver the same type of message that the company wants to re represent, but. I, I could totally see this happening. I could totally see them putting out um, custom content uh, or, or microtransactions for content creators um, that, that go beyond kind of the, the in-game Easter eggs that we're used to seeing. Um, and, and just recently, I've been hearing um, that, you know, like the, the, the list is, or I'm hearing, Aaron who was on the podcast recently said that they that he had recently updated the list of Easter eggs, and I was thumb, thumbing through some of the uh, the posts on there, and a lot of them don't have pictures, and I could definitely see like you know them them really kind of turning microtransactions into something that could help promote the community as well, because at this point it's still one of those situations where I'm I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going to be after uh, pets. It's something that I've talked about in the past. It's not something new. And, and this is just more evidence for me that Rare is looking to have someone try and develop their uh, their their future long-term goal with microtransactions. And I think custom cosmetics, I think themed cosmetics, I, I still think that they need to do the uh, breast cancer awareness cosmetics as a microtransaction for October in support of breast cancer awareness. Um, and they could definitely do so many different charitable things uh, to, to and, and offer players a chance to not only, you know, help support the game, help support the studio, help support a good cause, and with their money, say that they, that they get 
good cosmetics and unique cosmetics, you know, big purple sails, big purple ship or not purple pink. I'm sorry. I'm thinking something else uh, out on the seas to say like, hey, you know, I spent money to help support these causes because I believe in them. And this is how I want to be seen out in the world. So I'm excited to see if they do hire someone. It, I, I don't know how it would ever be me, but I would love to apply for this job if I could manage to get out to the UK. Um, that it, that's not a possibility in my life right now, but I would have, I would love to have the opportunity to apply for this because I don't have any experience in that actual field, but I've done enough and know enough about this company to 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 know like what players would want i i know what you would love to have because it's, it's the exact same thing that i would want i would want the black pearl sails i would want i would want really big hats and cool swords and athena weapons and uh, all the pets cats and stuff like i i, I want those as as microtransactions and i'm willing to throw money at my at my computer monitor until rare gives it to me uh at which point i'll probably have to use paypal or something actual to to buy it but that's a whole nother thing but ah yeah I'm, i'm looking forward to seeing how they decide to go forward with microtransactions and if that's something that maybe they could do like with starcraft and with with PUBG, where they offer us custom cosmetics and and see where that goes see if it works uh it could totally work by the way it, it should work i want it i want it now i would totally buy something i don't know what now but I would totally try and I'd tro- I would totally try to apply for a keel hauled thing. I would love to have uh, uh I would buy my own sales if I could. Um that would just be hilarious. I would I'd do nothing but I'd park out by keel hall fort and that <laughs> I wouldn't actually play the game. I'd just sit out there and fish all day. Is that bad? That's bad. I shouldn't say that. I would I would probably go out and do something else. But that's oh, you know, I didn't even think about it until now. Before I before I, I move on I didn't think about how this could impact um, other people uh, out on the seas, uh, especially if someone has your, yeah, the, actually, I just thought this might actually be a really bad idea and now that I think about it, because if someone has, say, um, uh, I'm going to use Captain Falcor because he's he's the, the, the biggest one I can think of right now. If someone had Falcor Larry Sales, uh, in a Larry figurehead, which should totally be a thing, um, that he could have people trolling and using, like trying to trying to 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 uh, besmirch his persona, his 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 online presence. Um, that could actually be a really big problem if people say that they're coming in the name of Captain Falcor and then just troll and say the worst things on the internet to other people because they think it's funny. Um, so I, I don't know that there'd be a lot of that. Our community seems to be pretty healthy and we try to keep on top of each other, uh, abiding by the code as much as possible. So I would, I don't know, do that's, that's a whole sticky situation. I didn't even think about until just now, but, um, Hopefully, if Rare's listening to this, uh, you know, fly me out, fly fly my family out to the UK. I'll get a passport so I could get the job. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Anyway, let's move on. All right, pirates. 
It's time for First Mate's Log. I was going to do a captain's log because I had some really good sales this, uh, this week and I wanted to, to share them with you. But, to, to oh man, yeah, it was a skull fort and we fought off a sloop and then we fought off a brig a couple times and we, we hardly had any supplies by the time all of it ended. And it was a really weird situation because they, they, <laughs> they parked away from the fort and then like they... They kept sending people to the island. They didn't try and sink us. They never fired any cannonballs. And when uh, when when Chenzo and I would fire ourselves over to the the actual uh, ship, we would board it, and they would try to kill us. But when we killed them and then tried to sink them, like they 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 had supplies. They had fish. Like they had been fishing for a while, and they were cooking fish. They were actually cooking a trophy splash tail on the on the grill right there and i'm like i'm like i'm listening to the water come into the ship and flood and then all i hear is the sizzle and pop of the grill and i'm like what is that and i go over and sure enough there's a giant fish i'm like all right well i'm gonna eat this banana because this banana is gonna become terrible compared to the this trophy splash tail that's perfectly cooked for the life of me i can't understand what these people were trying to do but if they were trying to take the fort from us they did a horrible job at it and it was it was kind of interesting to actually get a chance to go out and sink them uh not once but twice in the weirdest way in the first way we actually double kegged them which was ah oh, that was satisfying i love i love getting a good keg off on a ship uh to the point where actually i was i was doing a power hour stream on oh gosh was it i want to say it was Friday Thursday or Friday I think it was Friday and uh, at the very end I wanted to go deliver a keg to a ship uh, as a present but they they took off from the fort and I couldn't and I started chasing them and a Meg popped up and started chasing after them and they made they just they made the wrong adjustment and I was with the wind with this sloop and my sloop and I managed to get just close enough. I managed to harpoon their rowboat. Had they not had a rowboat, I totally would have missed this ship. I managed to nail the, the, the hit with the harpoon and I started to reel them in. And I could see them running around the top deck, freaking out, trying to understand like what they were gonna do. One guy jumped on the cannon and he's trying to angle it back so he could try and hit my ship. But because I'm reeling it in, I'm pulling their stern closer to me, which is pulling the cannon an angle away from my ship so finally i managed to get uh get them close enough where i felt like i could let go of the harpoon for a second and i jump on cannon i fire one shot and i hit the main part of the sloop and it just erupts in this huge explosion like two or three powder kegs just go off all at once and the whole ship the mast falls down they're dead i'm ecstatic and i i was just i was so happy and you know what i got out of that nada there wasn't anything on the ship. They completely had had turned everything and were just leaving to 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 get away from me, uh, from the from Golden Sands outpost as they were sailing towards Cannon Cove. And I was I, I felt I felt kind of discouraged because there wasn't anything. But it was the end of my stream. I wasn't planning on turning anything anyway. So the powder kegs that I was intending to give to quote unquote give to them, I took and I put it in the rowboat and then I logged off. But ah oh man, yeah, so so many fun times on the seas this last week. I I really only get a chance to jump on during the weekends, and I've been sailing more and more with Keelhauled crew just to make sure that I'm I'm getting time to spend with them, and it's been totally worth it. It's been so much fun. 
but this wasn't meant to be a captain's log. It turned into a, a, a captain's log. What the heck? Um, let me jump into first mate's log because there's a few of these that I have to tell you. You have to hear these stories because these stories are so crazy to me. Two of them are from Bergen from the first mate's log channel in the Discord server. Uh, Bergen, the first one says, I arrived at the final site for the Star Tail Tall Tales. And as I was soloing, I was a bit nervous about leaving my sloop unintended or unattended. But the seas were calm and no one was in sight. So I braved it anyway. As I emerged victorious, my fears were realized. Two pirates from a rival sloop had boarded my vessel and were waiting for me to come board. They both blasted me, and when I returned from the ferry, they had carted off my chest with the piece of the shroud uh, breaker inside. I shouted at them that I'd let them have I'd let them have every piece of loot in my ship if they just returned the shroud breaker piece. Naturally, they refused. So I pulled out my pistol oiled up the cannons, angled the sails, and chased them down. With a few cannon shots in their hull and several trips to the ferry under their belts, their minds were still unchanged. So, I attempted a daring maneuver. Ramming their ship while my harpoon was hooked onto their hull, I had just enough time to hop onto their deck, grab my stolen pirate's chest, and hop back onto my own ship before the waves pulled us apart again. I put a few more cannonballs into them, then sailed off into the sunset with a laugh. And they did not give chase. That was a fun story. I, I enjoyed that a lot. He's got another one, though. Oh, he says, oh, and here's another fun tale. I came upon a silent sloop at Sharkbait Cove. They had a rowboat docked up, so I gleefully loaded all of their loot inside. With still no sign of a missing sailor, I got a little greedy. And this is where the tale gets fun. I emptied out their barrels too. Just as I was undocking, the absent pirate shows up. He managed to get in a lucky shot, but I row away with all my might. He must have had a few cannonballs in his pockets because pretty soon the rowboat is hit with some iron fury and I take a visit to the ferry. When I return, I quickly jump in the water and manage to successfully row the boat to my ship where I docked only to be sniped by the pirate. I grin ruefully at the ferryman this time, for I know he's about to have another visitor. When I get back, I find my ship has been blown halfway to hell by a keg. So I bail like a madman and throw up some planks, and I manage to get everything ship shape, and then I turn my rage towards the other ship. Only he sailed into the devil's shroud. I love it. <laughs> I don't even know how that happens, but I love the fact that when you get to the point where you're about to revenge or have some revenge on him, he's in the shroud and that's, that's Dunzo. There is one more story that I have to tell you. And this comes from evil monkey one, because he paid me and two, because it just doesn't make any sense at all. And, and I don't believe it until he actually posted pictures of this happening. Uh, so he says that, uh, forgive him. This is hastily written on his phone. He says, dude hit on my ship. I was talking to Ors, uh, uh, who is Space Admiral Ors from the Discord, in text. All of a sudden, I hear a guy saying through my speakers, there's a brig behind you. I put my headset on, say, hey, I wasn't paying attention. He asked to be shot to Cannon Cove, so he obliged. 
I t- or monkey obliged, I should I should clarify. Uh, he says, I turn to go sink the ship. I do so. I hear the guy saying as he swam to my ship, dude, you hit the jackpot. They had the most rare chest in the game on their ship. I said, yeah, right. So he boarded and an Athena's chest. He sat on the helm and I shot him once and headed to Ancient Spire and turned it in. This brig, for whatever reason, sailed up to uh, Evil Monkey and his sloop and dropped off in Athena's in the most like inconspicuous he's just like this is going to be forced pvp you're gonna have to sink my ship and congratulations you just got an Athena's chest and it's so strange I have no clue why someone it's like the weirdest reverse pirate you could ever imagine because they didn't try and make it into a game they didn't put up any fight they're just like I'm just gonna give them the the sense of of winning uh, <laughs> in Athena's chest, and it's strange. Like I'm I'm actually considering doing this for people because I know how hard it is to become a legendary thief, uh, and I think it would be kind of funny just to really confuse people to do this. Those are the first mate's logs. I I jammed in a captain story in, in the front, so hopefully you'll forgive me for that. But pirates, uh, I think that's gonna do it. We're we're getting close to the hour mark. I'm gonna have to trim out some of the 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 nonsense that that doesn't need to be in here to to kind of keep it under and i think that's going to do it pirates thank you so much for listening to this podcast i i hope you had a good time i hope you enjoyed the discussions that were being had feel free to send me your feedback your comments your thoughts anything that we talked about or anything that's going on in the game i definitely look forward to hearing about it we're getting an update this wednesday it should be awesome i can't wait to start finding some of the stories that people have about dealing with gunpowder barrels on your ship and if you want to get a hold of me there are so many ways to do it just go into the show notes you'll see all the different links all the different ways that you can reach me twitter uh you can you can find me on twitch you can find me um on all of the podcast mediums as well as youtube uh i have merch i keep mentioning this um because i, I want to let you guys know that i do have merchandise available if you want a mug that has keelhauled on it if you want a t-shirt i got to wear the the t-shirt that i ordered to uh the store today and no one stopped me and said that they were a fan so clearly i'm i'm doing a good job with (laughs) i'm doing a good job with a podcast so um you know that popularity thing but i i i still you know people asked for it they wanted it so i i got around to finally actually doing it and i can't wait to see uh pictures of you guys wearing it um hopefully that's a thing hopefully hopefully you enjoy it otherwise i'm just gonna keep buying myself stuff because i I love it um and, and i think that's gonna do it pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves